Hi, and welcome to Money Stories, a podcast where we interview fellow Catholics and Christians so we can all learn from their personal money stories. My name is Caitlin Kano. I'm a wife, mom, financial counselor, and student of all things stewardship. And I'm Diana Rojas. I am a fourth grade math teacher, a young adult parish missionary, and a children's book author. Hi, Caitlin. So good to see you today. It's good to see you too. And you are kind of wrapping up your first week back at school. Yes. Uh, tomorrow will be our official wrap up of the week. It's been a little crazy, a little good, um, a whole lot of new and different, but we'll get there. We will definitely get there. Oh, amazing. So. Well, I, we are all appreciative. You have me constantly thanking our teachers. I didn't realize how much stress you all take home and, and everything else that you are doing for our little ones. And um, yeah, so I feel like I'm being overly thankful. I don't know if that's possible. But you, I don't think with teachers you could be overly thankful. They really appreciate that. And I think you're getting an inside look because we've been chatting a lot the last couple of weeks. So you're really seeing the the full the full realm of it. So I don't think you can overthink a teacher. So keep it up. I'm sure that they love that. So thank you for saying thank you to them. I'm also grateful for the, the guests that you selected for today's podcast. This is going to be an amazing conversation. First of all, they're a gorgeous young couple. They're beautiful. And um, I'm really excited for this conversation. But do you want to give them, give our audience a little bit of history before we bring them in? Sure. So we are talking today with Michelle and Assis Lopez, which are very dear friends of mine. Um, they're We're all located here in Miami, and they are very heavily involved in, in ministry at St. Augustine Catholic Church. And I don't want to share too much about their story, but they have a beautiful story. And I'm just excited that they said yes and that they're here because I know just having the chance to grow with them and learn from them has been super awesome. So I'm sure that our listeners are going to have a lot to, to grasp at and, and, and hold on to after their conversation with us today. So I guess we can jump right in, right? We don't have to keep waiting for anything. Let's just do yeah. it. I'm going to go ahead and bring them in. Hi, Michelle and Assis. Hey, hey. Hello. Thanks for having us. We're just so thrilled and we're blessed that you're here. And so today's theme is kind of focusing on financial faith. And I think that's what struck me most when we interviewed um, the two of you before uh, we did the podcast today was just your sense of calm. And I don't want to say I'm envious of your calm, but as you know, mama for dealing with this COVID craziness, we're moving this week. I don't have any calm in my household and you two, seem to just have a sense of calm about you. So I feel like that's kind of what's going to be the theme of today's episode. Um, but yeah, I think we can go ahead and just jump right in because I'm so curious to hear your story. Yeah. So like I said, I didn't want to share too much of the story because you guys tell it better than I do. And I mean, I know you and Caitlin talked to you guys a little bit, but can you just share with our listeners a little bit um, just like where you guys are now as far as career wise and kind of like briefly how you guys got to where you are in your lives and in your careers and whatnot? Yeah, I'll go ahead and, and go first. Um, so my, my name is Assis. This is my wife, Michelle. And right now, currently, I am actually pursuing firefighting. Um, I'll be 32 next month and kind of had a, a little, uh, actually, I think in the last few years, I've had a couple of um, career changes, I think we can say. Um, so definitely, there's been some times that, uh, of uncertainty. Uh, but also just kind of a place of, of trust. Um, so I grew up uh, a family of four. My dad was, you know, very involved in, in business and stuff, kind of like a self-made guy. He was very into retail. And then he got into the gas station business. And I actually helped him with that for a little bit. After that, I got involved with uh, gyms and, you know, kind of the fitness industry. I was very involved with CrossFit and, you know, working as a training manager and 
um, head coaches of different gyms in Miami. Uh, my father passed away during that time. And I was kind of like the, the other business mind in the family. And he had already retired at the time. And we were going to basically start, you know, another business venture together. He was going to put the money up um, and some of the knowledge. I was going to be more of uh, kind of like the workhorse. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of our plan. And, you know, pretty much in the middle of that, he, he passed. So that's when I, w- he passed when I was 24. I remember when I turned 25. Uh, we had already spoken about moving on from the gyms and I kind of realized at that moment, like something had to change, you know, Mm -hmm. I needed to make a move and I left to do commercial real estate to make more money. Uh, I did that for a couple of years. In that time, I started uh, at the young adult group that Diana mentioned earlier at St. Augustine here in Miami, uh, which Michelle was actually leading at the time. Um, so we were actually, we met at that group and a month or a year into that group after, you know, a lot of, uh, praying and discerning and really allowing the Lord to just kind of speak and, and take over the decisions of my life. I discerned out of, uh, the job that I had and actually decided to take a year off of work and just dedicate it to, to ministry and, um, just kind of going wherever the Lord was, was calling me. And a year after that. I started working at a 6th to 12th um, Jesuit school down here in Miami called Bolen, which I actually graduated from, which is funny because, you know, I left the gyms to seek more money and then I was making more money. And then when I got to, uh, to when I accepted this job at Bolen, I was making less money than I was making at the gyms. Uh, <laughs> campus ministers don't get paid too well. Um so I did that for a couple of years. Michelle and I got married during that time. Uh, we had a, our son, Assis Gabriel, who uh, passed shortly after his birth. Uh, but the school was very supportive you know, of us at that time. And I kind of discerned uh, out of that position. Um, I think a big part of that was what happened with my son. And uh, he got into cardiac arrest at our house which we were kind of expecting, but it was still a little bit of a surprise. And I was able to perform CPR on him. And it was just like a very impactful moment for me being able to like bring him back and um, allow the firefighters to get there and take over. And, you know, he ended up passing away in the hospital and a very less traumatic environment. And I was just very touched by, by the firefighters that responded and something kind of happened that night for me. And then we had a, a friend of ours that, actually passed away from cancer a couple months later and I was kind of involved with his care and this kind of desire to be a firefighter was was uh kind of awoken in me and and I started pursuing that and that's pretty much kind of what I've been doing the last year and and a couple months um so yeah right now I'm I've actually applied to a couple fire departments but I'm still doing some of the schooling I'm in paramedic school um so yeah, just hoping and, and just trusting that the Lord will open up a a door soon. But if not, you know, luckily I, I do have a job that I'm able to kind of cover bills with um, Michelle also working and in the meantime, just applying to departments that, that open up. So I think it's amazing. And I love that you use the term discern several times, because I think a lot of times, you know, us lay folks, we don't 
think about our career choice in terms of discernment. And so as you're talking, it made me think of um, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. God has made us what we are. And in our union with Christ Jesus, he has created us for a life of good deeds, which he has already prepared for us to do. So I think it's really interesting just using that term discern, but being aware that God made us what we are, right? Like he made us what we are. He made us for these jobs. And, you know, as you're a physical trainer and you're working in real estate, it was still the same God who's guiding you through that process. So I I find it really interesting and also inspiring to use that term discern because I feel like as lay people, sometimes we forget that we're still called to be discerning. Um, and the fact that you had your heart open in that moment of trauma with your son is beautiful. So, um, yeah, I just think that's amazing. And so I'm curious also to hear Michelle's story because I I know it's, they're beautifully interwoven together (laughs) and I'm curious to hear your story as well and, and kind of how you are here and where you're at. Yeah, well, currently I'm serving um, as the director of evangelization at St. Augustine Church and campus minister also um, for the students on at the University of Miami. Um, and I've been there for over a year, and two years before that I worked for the diocese, and then eight years before that I worked at St. Augustine at the same place. <laughs> so I was there, and then God called me away, and I didn't ever think I was going to be coming back, but then he sent me back, which has been a beautiful gift and surprising gift. Um, but it was when I was in college that I came to a deeper um, understanding of the faith and really encountered Christ in a powerful way that kind of changed the direction of what I was thinking about of what my future would look like and what a career would be for me. Um, and really just through pursuing him and taking advantage of the great campus ministry I had in college, I got really involved um, as an intern in the NEST staff and then was invited down to Miami to help kind of revision the campus ministry at UM um, now a long time ago now that I think about years so <laughs> oh gosh it's dating me but um yeah but it's been such a joy and working for the church um you know especially in college and then afterwards um the Lord at that point just my in my relationship with God and what he was doing in my heart and discernment of vocation um you know ministry was um, a huge blessing and gift and you know also was going for broke and I wasn't really worried about it because <laughs> I didn't have a family or kids or things to take care of um so God really called me to just be generous with what I was making and um, knowing that he was going to provide for my needs and not to worry about the future, but to to live in the present where he has me and he'll reveal the next step um, kind of as, as I go. So that's been a huge gift. And then also realizing being married and um, us being open to having a family opens up uh, just different conversations about what ministry looks like at this point in my life and um, what what's needed also for the church to help me do ministry and also have a healthy and good family life. So it's been a joy to discover all that and figure it out as I go to. Amazing. And as you're talking, you had said the word, um, I, I believe you were talking about having calm and faith, right? With, with, with what's next for you. And you both went through lots of different changes and, and were open to those changes. And I think it's important. I know we're a ministry that focuses, focuses on money, but you get money on this earth, usually through work. That's how a vast majority of folks do it. So I think it's interesting that you've already seen the link between your choice of work and what God is calling you to do. Um, so can you talk about how you remain calm? You're in a period of transition right now. Um, are there any things you do as a couple to remain calm? Are there, uh, do you make sure you have daily prayer time? Like what do you do? What can someone act on who's listening to this to start bringing some calm into their transition or whatever they're facing in their financial lives? 
I think I'll go first and we can answer more of um, her question. But the first thought that comes to mind just in like, how do we remain calm now? I think a lot of it for us is um, the fact that like we discerned our marriage, like that when we know that God was asking us to discern if this is a vocation of that he's inviting us into. And so before we got married, you know, we knew that we wanted to live our marriage as, as mission, like on mission as a vocation. Um, and so I know that's where a lot of like the trust and peace comes in is like, this is God's idea. He opened the door. Like we stepped into it. We said yes to one another and to God and like, he's going to be faithful. Like, so we need to focus on if we're faithful to him and to one another, God's going to take care of, of the rest. Um, and I know through the many trials and um, tragedies that we've you know been through, that's been, we've been able to walk through them with faith and with hope and with joy too, knowing that like, we don't understand this is not maybe how we would want it, but God called us together. And so we, we can trust God because he's good. He's revealed so much in our own individual life. And so when we came together, it was with purpose and with mission and just trusting that he's up to something, even if we can't understand it. Um, but maybe we can share more of practical or. Yeah. Um, for me, it, which it happens, you know, often, but whenever I start doubting the future, I think of the past, you know, um, and I really try to remind myself uh, everything that God has already done in my life and how he's brought me to this point and how everything that I have, I mean, has, it's, it's a gift, you know, it's, it's all been a gift that he's given and um, Michelle always, you know, used to say something when we were, you know, even just friends, she's like, uh, like God's not a jerk, you know, like he's not going to promise you all these things and get you really excited about all these things and then not deliver, you know, usually if something is, you know, if a gift isn't being given, it's not that it hasn't been given, it's that you're not being open to receive it in the way that it's being gifted, you know. Um, so it doesn't always look, I think, the way that we expect it to. Um and it reminds me actually like, you know, earlier today when I was doing my prayer. So some of the practical things like, you know, we, we pray individually on our own in the mornings. You know, we have a prayer room. Um, we try to read uh, together. Not every day. We're kind of struggling with a book right now. But, um, you know, we do pick it up and, and read it together. And, uh, you know, we try to go obviously to, um, to mass together at least, you know, once a week during the week. Um, you know, obviously outside of the obligation on Sundays, but, you know, in, in that, in that prayer today, you know, I was, I was kind of reading, uh, about these things of, of recalling, uh, these graces, you know, and, and really bringing you back to, to the beginning and, and realizing that, you know, God is somebody that, that we can trust. Um, and if you really think, at least for me in my life, like he's already proved that which he doesn't have to, you know, mm -hmm. like with what he did with Christ, like that's enough. Like he doesn't have to do anything else. Um, but he does. Right. Because that's, that's just who he is. Uh, and there's really no limit, you know, we're the ones that I think limit, um, you know, the gifts that God wants to give us by, by our receptivity to those things. So I don't know if that really answered your question, but, I think you did it more. That was beautiful. <laughs> I appreciate it. 
I love, and I mean, I know you guys personally, so I know that like everything you're saying is so true and I see you guys live that out on the daily. And it's honestly, as, as friends, it's beautiful to have people that I can kind of want to model after and, and ask you guys questions. And so um, I think I'm curious and also I would love our listeners to, to get a better inside look. You know, obviously you guys, where you are now, I know you guys weren't there in college and pre-college. So like what catapulted that? Like what changed, I guess, like what event, was there one certain event or was there one certain person that just like, wow, okay, like this is it. I need to change because, or like, how can, I guess, how can someone who's not where you guys are at yet, how can they work towards getting the kind of trust that you guys have that just like, it's just so beautiful. Like the trust you guys have is just so, so raw. And like, like you guys said multiple times now, like we're not worried because we trust God. He's going to do it for us. And I love that. Like, I love that about you guys. But if I'm not there yet, or our listeners aren't there yet, like what, how can they get there? And also like, how did you guys get there? <clears throat> well, I think for, for myself, um, I was, you know, very distanced from, from the Lord for, for a big part of my life. Uh, I would say, you know, coming in through probably early high school till, till really I started at St. Augustine um, when I was, you know, 27 or whatever it was, 26, 27, 2015, whatever that was. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, I think for me, you know, the my dad's, passing was was a, a definitely a huge event in my life my dad and I were very very close and I I was taking I was basically like his like night nurse and um, he got sick in August and I remember sometime in in like October I had asked him what he wanted for Christmas and he told me that he wanted me to go on uh, an Emmaus retreat that was happening in January that he was actually going or supposed to be serving on with my brother. So my brother and he were supposed to be on the team and he had asked me to go on this retreat. And I didn't, I kind of like, you know, dismissed it. And, you know, I was like, what do you really want? And my dad only got worse, you know, as the days went on. And <clears throat> I remember as, you know, the retreat was approaching, my dad was in the ICU mm. and my dad got landed in the ICU a week before the retreat was taking place. And uh, I remember that week, you know, people would come over and say, hey, are you excited about the retreat? And, you know, I kind of brushed them off. And um, a few days before the retreat, I asked my dad, hey, you know, do you want me to go on the retreat or do you want me to stay here taking care of you? Because, mm -hmm. you know, he really liked me there, especially overnight. Um, my dad also was not himself. At that point, you know, mm -hmm. he was a shell of himself and highly medicated. And, and he told me that he wanted me to stay. Not in many words because he really couldn't talk much, but he kind of, you know, said, hey, I want you here. And the day before the retreat, my uncle, who at the time was studying to be a deacon, approached me and said, hey, are you excited about retreat? You know, are you ready? And I told him, hey, Mark, you know, like I'm not going. And he said, you know, why not? And I told him, you know, what had occurred to my father. And, and he said, hey, remember what your dad's wishes were when he was healthy. And mm. he's like, you know, I think you should be very careful with, you know, who you may have been speaking to yesterday. You know, kind of leading me to believe like you may have been speaking to the enemy, you know. Um, and that was kind of tough for me to mm. swallow. But at the same time, mm. when he said it, 
it was like a total grace, but I believed it. Mm-hmm. And I went home that night, packed my bags, came back the next day, told my dad, hey, I'm going on a retreat. And he kind of gave me like a thumbs up, like, you know, his blessing. And I had an incredible, you know, retreat, really removed from really what I was experiencing from with my dad. It was just kind of this encounter, which that's what it is. It's like an encounter retreat. Um, and got out that Sunday and was able to go to the hospital and like pray over my dad. And my dad ended up passing away, you know, on that Friday. So when my dad mm-hmm. passed, I wasn't angry, you know, with God. On the contrary, I was like, wow, like he must have known that this was coming. Cause I still had a little bit of, you know, hope that my dad was going to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, I, he knew I needed this, you know? And that's where kind of like my journey began. And that next year was kind of tough because I was like battling depression, but didn't know it. And I was kind of just living this fast life. I was, um, you know, changing career and doing things. And uh, I went on a mission trip and had a very powerful experience with community, with the poor, with, you know, mission, service, prayer, journaling, things that I had never really done before in my life. And that kind of led me on this pursuit of, man, like, I'm happy while I'm on mission, while I'm serving, while I'm praying, you know. But when I'm home going out with my friends and partying and this and that, it's great as I'm doing it. But then I usually end up at home with my friends late at night talking about life and what it means, you know, to be human. And then the next day I feel terrible. (laughs) So um, it was like a check. You know, it was, it was a check for me to really see, like, hey, like, how do you define success? Like, you know, who do you want to be when you grow up? You know, what do you what do you define as important and meaningful? And then I started at, at St. Augustine, you know, shortly thereafter. And that's really when I started to learn how to pray. And I started to learn things about the faith that even though I had gone to a Jesuit, Jesuit high school, I felt like I had never learned. Maybe I had, but I probably just wasn't paying attention. Um. And, you know, with Michelle and, you know, the friendship that she offered me, which at the time had nothing to do with, you know, relationship as far as boyfriend and girlfriend. It was strictly, you know, just friendship of brother and sister. And um, I just really started to grow in my faith and and be like, man, like, this is for real, you know, and and started growing in relationship with the Lord through prayer. Mm -hmm. And and he started challenging me you know, in many ways to leave a lot of the things, you know, that I thought were making me happy. And, um, yeah, he just started blessing my life in in ways that, that were, were pretty incredible and continues, you know, to do so. So I love how beautiful your stories are. And yeah, I I feel like I could listen to you two all day. It's just amazing. Um, I'm wondering just to humanize the two of you to our, to our listeners a little bit. Um, was there any like big financial hiccup or any time you guys were tested financially? Like, I, I know you have this sense of calm about you, but do you have any, any stories you want to share with the audience about like when you were tested, um, it, when you hit that uh-oh day? Cause I know I hit those days all the time. Um, so I'm wondering if you guys have any stories you want to share with the audience that, you know, you had to learn coming kind of me the hard way. Yeah, you mean specifically in our marriage or just kind of in general? Too? Either or. I'll share a couple um, that were before we got married and then in marriage. But I know for um, for me, I some of the mission trips that I was a part of was powerful experiences of um, God really speaking through the poor. 
and realizing that was kind of like, I think when I was coming to a deeper realization of what I do with my money matters. And I remember being in Haiti, serving the poor and remembering like all the money that I've wasted on crap or drinking or um, things that were just in excess and realizing that like, if I had that money now, like what I could do with it to help others and to serve the people that I'm seeing with my eyes right now um, that are in, in great need. Um, so I know those mission trips are powerful experiences of Christ and the poor and also calling me to realize that um, I need to live in a way that thinks of them, that cares for them as family, that they matter and they're real. And I need to live my life in a way that reflects that by what I do, especially with my money, but also with my time um, and realize that some of you know, I'm blessed here to bless others, not for myself. I'm not blessed just to be like, I'm amazing. I deserve all this because that's not true. <laughs> like, but I'm blessed in order to, to bless others and to think of how do I allow the poor to be considered family and part of what I do with my time and my money and my life that my part of my purpose is wrapped up in, in serving Christ and the poor. And how is that going to look? Um, and I know for um, our marriage, um, we, we lost our son, Assis Gabriel, like he mentioned. And along with that comes a lots, lots of bills um, with uh, the hospital and just tons of stuff. And our friends were really um, generous and wanting to do like a GoFundMe and just in praying about like, okay, well, you know, people are going to be very generous with us. Like, like we're so grateful that they wanted to start that. We also decided like that we want to continue reflecting what we're trying to live out, which is okay, well, we know we have some needs, but we're not going to, we know that they will be taken care of. And so we ended up deciding mm-hmm. to split the money three ways, whatever was raised in our GoFundMe to help us pay for bills. We would also, um, no matter what it was, right, we're going to share it three ways. And just, I think that the Lord called us to a radical trust in saying like, okay, if this is what he's calling us to, like, he's going to provide and um, be generous with us. And you know, we were able to raise so much and honor honor our son by, you know, his life and the way that um, what we raised for his life could be shared with others that um, can be provided with life in a way um, in, in the poor. So I think that was, you know, even in making those decisions, we had conversations and thoughts about like, well, what if we're not going to be provided for, you know? But it was like that call to be like, okay, this is what the Lord's putting on our heart. Um, we shouldn't be afraid, but we should be excited to see how God's going to bless us and bless others through our openness to let him use this opportunity, this tragedy as an opportunity for good. Um, so that's been, you know, and then we, we lost our, our daughter, Pieta Marie, this year, um, six months in the womb. And yeah, we, especially with her, because she, she got to go on, on mission with us in the womb um, to the DR on a trip. So we knew that just after we heard that news and was processing, you know, just what we next steps we have to take and taking care of the funeral. And we knew that again, people would, would probably want to support us and show love in some way. And so we started a fund for um, a water project for the DR for the next mission trip um, in her name and her honor. So um, <clears throat> those are just some practical ways that I feel like we've been challenged and we're able to, by God's grace here, him invite us to just a radical trust that, um, yeah, that we're going to be provided for. And even in this time of transition with jobs or just next steps for his career, um, again, I don't know, God has called him and it's clear. The call has been clear. And so like 
let's trust that he's going to open the doors and it might not be the way that we want or expect to feel secure, but our security is placed in God and placing our security in him and not in our finances um, takes, gives peace, but also gives like a confidence that God will open up the stuff we need financially. And we're going to be, you know, work our butt off how we need to, right? We are responsible and we'll give our, our energy and time to what he opens for us to be responsible, but also, okay, Lord, like you've called us, so you provide. Yeah. And I think practically, I mean, I, I have more of those freak out moments than, than Michelle does definitely. Um, but I think that's just part of like, kind of like the masculine, you know, role too. If you know, you're thinking like, Oh, I'm supposed to be provider. And, um, you know, obviously there's different ways to provide as, you know, aside from monetarily, but, um, there's been a couple of times that I've walked away from jobs. Like even this last job, when I walked away from, from Belen, like I didn't have another job, but I had to tell them that I knew I wasn't supposed to be coming back. So mm. that was, that was a scary, you know, time. I, I didn't know, you know, where, where we were going to go and, and how we were going to make money and how we were going to pay our bills. And, um, but again, you know, just really trusting and, and putting it in the Lord's hands and, um, and also like working towards that, you know, cause people always say like, Oh, you just got to pray and trust. And it's like, that's not only how it works. You know, like you need to like wake up and make phone calls and tell people that you're looking for a job and, you know, apply places and, um, you know, tell people your situation and, you know, what your hopes are and what they can provide and how they can help you and mm-hmm. tap into your resources and your network. And, uh, some people just, you know, they sit on their couch and pray and, you know, and that's it. And that's like, you know, we need both. We need both. You know, God works with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's kind of, you know, what, what, what we did at that point, you know, we prayed and I reached out to um, just friends of mine. Actually, one of the guys, that, the guy that ended up giving me a job was, uh, he's an Emmaus brother of mine. Uh, I met him on uh, a long time ago. We were serving on the board of a charity together. But then recently through, you know, he was at my dad's funeral, you know, like uh, I, I gave the eulogy and, you know, he was there and he was very touched by that. That actually caused kind of a conversion experience in him. Um, so all that kind of coming full circle and then being super generous with me, knowing that I'm in school and flexible schedule, giving me the money that, you know, I need to be able to make things work, you know, because mm-hmm. I think that's something that Michelle and I have learned how to do is we live, live within our means, you know saying like, hey, one day, you know, maybe we'll be able to do more, right? But right now, this is where we're at and just honoring that um, and still being able to enjoy ourselves and, and do things that are fun, but, um, you know, within within our means and within reason and with, you know, using the, the gifts that God has given us, so. I feel like you two can have your own podcast. There's so many beautiful <laughs> things and so many gorgeous nuggets and, and I could talk to you all day, but... um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just trust and sweat, right? I mean, we have to trust and we have to work. And yep. you guys are a beautiful example of that. And Diana keeps telling me how blessed you two are in prayer. So I'm wondering if we can wrap up and you guys can lead us out in prayer. And um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited about this prayer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The little tag team. Good tag team prayer. <laughs> yeah yeah we'll do it <laughs> lord we thank you and praise you for the gift of our life and 
um, yeah, just the gift of, of Caitlin and Diana. And uh, we just thank you for our time together. And we ask that you bless them and, and this podcast that, that you've inspired, Lord. And for all those that, um, that they're reaching, that uh, the message that is being sent to them, Lord, that they just have open hearts to receive it and that they be able to just really take it in and, and be inspired. And also uh, just really think of what it is that, that you're calling uh, them to do with uh, this information that uh, Caitlin and Diana are providing. Um, I want to pray for, for Caitlin and uh, for her family, for uh, her work and just her continued ministry, Lord. And uh, you just bless her, her motherhood and uh, just continue to give her uh, just the gifts and the energy to uh, juggle all the balls that you've placed in her hands. Um, and that she just always know uh, and have faith that, um, you know, everything that you've given, Lord, is is a gift, but that you also provide, you know, the energy and, and the time and um, just the space to just to be the mother that uh, you've called her to be. We pray for Diana and uh, just her ministry as, as a teacher and especially now starting off uh, with this new school year and all the, the changes that, that come with it, Lord, that you just allow her to, to surrender to, you know, some things that maybe she saw uh, or expected that were going to be different and that you just bless her and just allow her to be a light to all of uh, the children that you have entrusted to her. And we just, Lord, thank you for everything that you've given us. We thank you for everything that you've taken away. Uh, we just ask that you just give us a deeper trust in in the things that you have called us to and that you just make us more receptive, Lord, to, to the gifts that you want to give us. Uh, for the gifts that you've already given us, Lord, that maybe we cannot see, just allow our eyes and our hearts to be open to them. We just pray for our generous hearts to be generous um, when times are flourishing and also be generous when we're in poverty or struggling, um, that we may just serve you and trust you and to let our faithfulness be what uh, measures our success, our faithfulness to you. Amen. 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 Thank you guys so much. Thank, thank you, guys. You. Thank you. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Really. We appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. And yeah, we'll be praying for you guys and for Compass. And so. Thank you. For more information about Compass Catholic Ministries, including the various Bible studies and services that we offer, please visit compasscatholic.org. If you enjoy Money Stories, please share it with a friend. You may also like Compass Catholic's other podcast, Manage Your Money God's Way available wherever you get your podcast. If you have any comments about today's show or suggestions for future shows, please email us at info at compasscatholic.org. Thanks for listening and God bless.